I have a very unique message and something new that I want to start today. So I want you to grab your Bible or whatever you use for your Bible and hold it up and let's make this as a confession. Say this out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession that I will meditate in it day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed, no more a mess. Now everything I touch, everything I touch, it turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment in time that I have to share with them that which you have given unto me. This teaching is very near and dear to my heart. It's what you have called me to do. And I pray that it be deposited in each and every person in the sound of my voice, both in person and online. I pray that they'll receive it into the good ground of their heart and it will bring forth fruit in their life and especially in their relationships. Father, we covenant to give you all the praise and glory for that which will be done in Jesus' name. And all agree with that prayer said, amen, amen. Open with me to Psalm number one. And I want to read stanza one through three. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The title of the message today is Premarital and Marriage Advice. Something I'm going to start today, I feel led by the Holy Spirit to share this with you. I do this privately almost every week of my life. Seems like it. Sometimes I get to go on vacation. I have been involved in counseling marriages for over two decades. I know I don't look it. Thank you, Lord. He's been answering my prayer. Amen. <laughs> Twice in my life, I looked in the mirror and I prayed to God and I asked him to keep me young. And so, you know, people compliment me, you know, oh, you look young for your age. Um, but I give him all the glory. He is answering my prayer. I asked him on two occasions in my life to keep me young. But I, I've been counseling marriages since, you know, 2000. It's pastoring in Phoenix, Arizona. And, uh, and even since then, it's, it's what I, outside of preaching every week, I counsel privately every week. And so what I'm going to share over the next few weeks are years of wisdom that I've gleaned, gained and gleaned uh, for your benefit. The specific title for today is to get help and become a student. There's five points of advice that I want to give you. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm going to give you some advice about marriage. Whether you're not married, looking to someday be married, or whether you are. 
There's five points of advice. I'm going to give you all five today, and then I'm going to ask you to believe with me over the next several weeks to help me unpack this for your benefit. Amen? Come on, say amen to me. Number one advice that I want to give you is get help. The number two area of advice is to become a student. Number three is to understand the assignment. Number four is to be aware of five major areas. And then number five, get good at communicating. So you came to church on the right day at the right time. This is going to be good. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to give you two of them today. We'll see how far we get. Premarital and marriage advice. Number one, somebody say get help. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Get ready for the video. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. He that hearkeneth unto what? Counsel. I want to take the time to tell you how valuable counsel is. In Scripture, there's 137 different verses or uses of the word counsel in the King James Bible. Scripture says that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You in your mind can think that you're right and be wrong. And how else would you know? It's the way you think. But the Bible is very clear that the way of a fool is wrong. But he that listens to counsel is wise. I'm going to give you counsel from the pulpit. Don't even need to set up an appointment with me. <laughs> Can you play this video? It is so cool. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22 also says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. When people get married, they get married on purpose. Nobody gets married by accident. (laughs) But the Bible says that without counsel, what you purpose to do can be disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. I want you to watch this video. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 18 says, Dude, this weight is pretty heavy. I just need some time and I'll figure it out myself. Okay? 
Sometimes you just need some help. So if you need therapy, find a licensed therapist at BetterHelp.com. I'll, I'll figure it out by myself. <laughs> it's like, yo, dude, dude. Man, this weight looks heavy. It's from the outside looking in. What he's trying to do by himself is bigger than what he's able to do. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I mean, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my family. You don't know my cousins. What knowing your cousins got to do with you needing help? Somebody say, get help. Play this next one for me. And try to find yourself in this commercial. is get help. Diamondbacks are pretty poisonous. <laughs> I don't need no doctor. I learn from my pappy and my grandpappy. <laughs> Somebody say get help. Now, obviously, I am not advertising for counseling. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 that is not why I almost did not teach this poem <laughs> so that my calendar didn't get, you know, filled up with, with counseling sessions. But my point is, and the point of Scripture, is to get help. This is the way I illustrate it when I do marriage and pre-marriage counseling. Some things that we deal with, we can deal with over-the-counter stuff. You can go get some bandage, some Band-Aids, some basic pain medicine. Uh, you know, if you've got flu-like symptoms, you can get some, you know, whatever's been working for you. You know, and get some stuff over-the-counter. But some things that you encounter in life... Uh, actually need a professional. How many of you know you shouldn't put a Band-Aid on what you need stitches? Come on. If it heals, it's going to leave a nasty scar. And it opens you to infection in many other ways. And so um, really, really, really one of the best points of advice. How many of you all know no, uh, no unmarried couple should ever get married without pre-marriage counseling? I didn't get enough amens from this side. Oh, y'all all married. Amen. Let me say it again. Nobody, no unmarried couple should get married without pre-marriage counseling. Amen. Uh, and, and so get help. And, you know, I even want to say this. If you've been finding yourself 
uh, unsuccessful in the dating circle and certain things. Uh, I'm not against, uh, you know, different dating apps or, you know, social media access, you know. And obviously for Christians, it, it should be a totally different uh, scenario. Uh, what I guess what they call it, online dating. But the key is to get help, and particularly not just help from the world, help from the Lord. If it hasn't been working for you, get help. Amen? Proverbs 20 and verse number 18 says, Every purpose is established by counsel, but with good advice we make war. And so nobody should ever get married without pre-marriage counseling. And if you are married, um, get help. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go in for counseling, but sometimes you do. One of the commitments I made to my wife before we got married is that if we ever needed counseling, I submit myself to counseling. I ain't got no amens on that. Let me go on the other side. I am a licensed counselor, a licensed marriage counselor. Actually, Jimmy Evans of Marriage Today personally trained me. He stood for me as, as far as I am from my brother here. And he trained me on how to counsel marriages. I've got, you know, degrees. I've studied and I've been doing this. And yet here am I engaged to my wife now. Uh, next week, we'll be married eight years, and it's been eight amazing years. Uh, we still are in love, and I mean that. And it has been like eight months. I'm trying to figure out where does this six-year-old come from, and where does this almost five-year-old come from? It has been the absolute joy of my life. It's been like riding on a roller coaster, and you get off the ride, you just want to tell everybody that's in line, Whoa! man, this is great. You, know, you are going to have the time of your life. How many of y'all know marriage can be like that? It could be one of the best things that has ever happened to you. It's also going to be one of the worst things that you've ever gone through. Amen. Let me off this ride. Come on, somebody. Amen. But even as a, a pastor, I was a pastor when she met me. Come on. <laughs> Even as a licensed marriage counselor, I count, I've been counseling people woo, for a long time, right? I still know that, I, as a matter I'll use myself as an example. The first three years, uh, we're getting used to each other. And every now and then she would say, you know, do we need counseling? And I'm looking at her like, I'm a counselor. What do you mean? Do we need counseling? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we would talk through again. And then another week or month go by, and we end up talking about something. And, and she'll say, do we need counseling? And I'm like, what? She said it one too many times, and I went in for counseling. <laughs> because I don't want to miss a moment. And it was one of the best things that we have done. And I learned in that session that it's something that I want to submit myself to on a, reg on a regular or yearly basis. How many of you get an annual physical? Okay. You go into a doctor and you get a checkup. Right? They might say everything looks good. How's this going? How's this doing? Good, good. All right. See you all next year. Right? It's good advice. Somebody say good help. 
So I submitted her, and we did go through pre-marriage counseling. Uh, and I highly, highly, highly recommend getting help. Number two, and then I'm going to close. Now give me 10 minutes before I close, all right? Just because I said I would close. You know, don't start playing the soft music yet, amen. <laughs> Number two is become a student. Become a student. This is actually when I really need you to listen carefully. Everybody pre-married, uh, unmarried, or married. 46 to 48% of every marriage ends in divorce. Let me say it again. I'm not talking about just uh, in the world. I'm talking about including born-again Christians. 46 to 48% of every marriage ends in, ends in divorce. So what makes you think you're different? Because so many people disregard and discount that reality, that there's a 50-50 chance in you successfully doing what you're signing up to do. I'm saying this to ask you to take this seriously. The oldest couple that I counseled had been married for 30 years. And in the session, they were speaking about divorce. After their children are grown and gone and have children of their own. What makes you think that you are different or going to be different when you do stand before the minister and commit the rest of your life to this person? Is it because your good looks that y'all are going to stay together? Looks change. Is it because of money? Is it because of success? What makes you think that your situation is going to be any different? Let's say you bumped your toe and, you know, but after a week or two, it didn't get any better and it had this discoloration and a little sore and you kind of go on a little bit longer and, you know, your friend told you a story about scurvy and you're just kind of concerned. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Y'all got to help me. <laughs> and so you go into the doctor and you, you, you ask the doctor, hey, my foot's been hurting. And, you know, what's going on here? Do you know about this? And he looks at it. Mm, ah, okay, he takes an exam of it. And he comes out with a very sober look. And he says, you know, you're going to need to have surgery. But um, this particular kind of surgery that needs to be done, it's 50-50. Now, back in the day, that really meant a lot. For an old school doctor to say 50-50, it had a little bit different. And so you get this, because we're in 2023, Doc. We got all 